Welcome to See the World Differently. Come explore and discover the world around you. Hello, welcome to this month's uh, edition of See the World Differently with Oceanscape Yachts. I'm Rebecca, and today our guest is Carl Henderson, who runs and operates Tahiti by Carl. And as the name suggests, he is an expert in Tahiti travel. It was really great to sit down with Carl, um, a fellow Canadian and somebody who works in this travel industry that's been obviously affected over the last year and a half, um, but is seeing a real surge in return to travel. So we're all very grateful to hear that. Um, in addition, obviously, Tahiti, French Polynesia is a very big and popular um, private yachting destination. So it was really great to talk about how people could sort of mix and match their travel to this part of the world, especially for most people who are traveling quite far to get there. So you want to make the most of your time there. Um, and a blend of land and sea is just sounds perfect in our books. So I really hope you enjoy this episode with Carl. Uh, do give him a follow. He gives his website, all the social handles and everything like that. And his, uh, newsfeed in Instagram, I can tell you, is just an array of beautiful blues um, that you just want to get lost in. So it's very inspirational for trip planning, in my opinion. So um, do go give him a follow. Uh, enjoy this episode. And if you don't already subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or Google Podcasts, please do. Um, it costs nothing. It takes no time. And we love seeing the followers go up every week. So thanks so much for listening and enjoy this episode with Carl. Hey, good morning. So today we're here with Carl Henderson of TPI. So you are a Tahiti travel specialist, Carl, something we all want to dream about. I think it's on a lot of people's bucket list. Um, thanks for joining us. Can you share a little bit about what made you focus on Tahiti, like how you got into the travel game and, and what you're up to these days? Sure, sure. So for me, I uh, well, I got into the travel game over 20 years ago just because I did my business degree and didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I took off and roamed the world and traveled and then decided, why not work in the travel industry? Because that's what I love to do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how, I, that's how I first started. And then I really moved into the Tahiti side of it probably about 10 years ago because I went to Tahiti myself and fell in love with the destination. The islands are so beautiful, the people, the culture. And then as I continued working with clients, every now and then I do Tahiti bookings here and there as well as selling the rest of the world. But I just realized that it's a destination that people really need. They really need help with and they really need an expert to get a, you know, to get the best experience. So mm -hmm. I dug into it and learned more and more. And now I travel to Tahiti at least once a year and um, completely love it. And uh, yeah, that's where I, nice how I got going. That passions and destinations all align with work and everything else exactly <laughs> yeah do what you love and, uh, <laughs> never work yeah. a day they say right yeah 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 and you were so we're recording this in the summer of 2021 obviously and you even got away I think when there was a bit of a lull in the COVID didn't you get away in the fall was I it did. I did yeah I did how was Someone that as someone who loves to travel, you know, COVID has been pretty tough. I have yeah. a lot of my clients know, especially yes. for, for us here in Canada, um, you know, because we've been locked down. Toronto, I think, is at the that's where I'm located. And I think we've had more longer lockdowns than any other city in the world, which yes. is crazy. Yeah. And over winter, it's just grim, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah. so yeah, last November... Uh, you know, I just sort of decided like I, I do I work from home so I could work while I'm in Tahiti, but it was so slow, but the islands had reopened. They subsequently went into another lockdown for three months and closed for tourism. But 
I went for November and spent almost the, the whole month of November there. And it was, um, you know, I felt it important for me to go so I could see and experience what how the resorts are handling COVID and what it was like for my clients that wanted mm-hmm. to go, um, which, you know, they weren't Canadians, but more so the American clients that were traveling. And um, and it was fantastic to get down there. It was, it was, you know, like one of my clients said, for a few days, we forgot COVID was happening. And what could be a better vacation than yeah. that? <laughs> Our whole barometer has changed of what makes a great vacation, doesn't it? Yeah. And, you know, the thing is with Tahiti, French Polynesia, the islands, it's really the perfect place for a post-COVID vacation because you're not like going to these massive hotels like, say, Vegas or, or, you know, even the big ones in Mexico where you've got a thousand rooms, 2,000, 2,500 people. Like the resorts are primarily small like the biggest resorts just over 100 rooms mm. the accommodations at, at the overwhelming majority of places are bungalow style so you don't even have hallways that you're passing other people in the yeah. dining's almost all outside your activities and excursions are all outside all in the fresh air so it really makes for a great place from a safety perspective and um Tahiti tourism years back did a, a marketing campaign where they said privacy comes naturally and I really feel like that so you know, said yeah. it all before the before the COVID <laughs> times. So what perfect, what perfect they should be bringing that back now. Yeah, <laughs> definitely good you marketing. Know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just so true. Everything's smaller scale. You know, you don't have to worry about lounge chairs side by side around a pool or on the beach because there's space. So yeah, I think yeah, that's going to be yeah. very important for people, isn't it? And yeah, yeah, we're seeing well, that even know, with yachts. Obviously, it's. With, yeah, well, yeah, the yacht, and, and I mean, Tahiti's such a perfect destination for yachts because it's you know they've got the they've got all the islands, so you've got got the yacht, you can go around and see all the different islands and explore them all, and each one, you know, there's a lot of similarities between them, but there's definitely a lot of differences yeah. as well. And do you have any recommendations? I mean, I'm sure there's so many, and obviously we're gonna you know, link your website and stuff for people to get some more inspiration. But for people who are looking for a bit of like a land and sea or, you know, spending some time on a yacht while they're there, are there any islands that are really great for that, that are a little bit off the beaten path? I imagine a lot of stuff is there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. You know, the thing is, is, I mean, I think it's important whenever anybody goes so that they have the overwater bungalow stay at some point. So if you're going to combine a yacht vacation with a land side, we'd either do a, a, you know, a pre or post yacht in the overwater bungalows, which Bora Bora is the most famous place for that. But there's other places like Listaha that we could do with that as well, which is gorgeous, you know, or even Morea as an island has so much to offer. And they've got some really nice overwater bungalows there at Hilton, the Sopatel properties. And then from the yacht perspective, you know, depending on where you're going to do the overwater bungalow, then we use the yacht to hit other islands, mm-hmm. you know, places like the island of Taha, Reyatia, the Society Island group is the more popular island group, and the islands are close together. So with a yacht, it's very easy to sail between Huahine and Reyatia and Taha over to Bora Bora. All of those islands are so, so close that it makes it super easy, depending on how long people, you know, are on a yacht and how long they're exploring. Mm-hmm. But some of the other ones to get out to you know, the society islands we call the high islands, which are the big mountainous ones. So you have the beautiful like Mount Otumanu and Bora Bora that's so famous and lush and green in the middle of the lagoon. But then you could also go out to the low islands, we call them. And 
those are out in the two Omotu Islands. And if anybody's a diver and they've got a yacht, I mean, the diving out in the two Omotu Islands is incredible. Mm. So to, to go out there to Rangiroa or to Ihao, some of those islands, Fakarava, um, you know, it can be a really, uh, you know, a really unique experience as well. It's just well off the beaten track when you get out to those places, you know? Yeah. Um, they don't even they don't even have a bank, a bank machine. <laughs> That's what you want. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, and the yacht gives you that flexibility to, to do that too. Right. So yeah. It's, yeah. And it's like a lot of things with, especially if you're talking to North American travelers, you know, you're going so far or even from Europe that, you know, if we have people going to Indonesia or something, we say the same thing, like book some time in Bali on either end. You don't want to show up somewhere and be jet lagged and, this yeah. opportunity, you know, and then your trip's half over on the boat and then you got to rush home and you might as well take in how often are you going to fly there? You know, I mean, you more regularly, <laughs> but the average <laughs> person to go all that way, you might as well really take advantage of, you know, land and sea. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, and one of the other things that could that could be done, I mean, you have the yacht specialist as well, but we can always do, have somebody like fly into some place and start the trip and have the yachts meet them like typically every trip starts and finishes on the main island of Tahiti because that's where the international flights mm-hmm. you know come and go from but there are so many other great places if people want to do an overwater bungalow experience say in the two Omotus, we could fly them into Tahiti and start them in out at the, the, the Kiora in, uh, in Rangiroa have an overwater bungalow experience there and then maybe the yacht the yachts often anchor right off the right off the resort there in the in the Rangiroa lagoon so maybe the resort vacation starts for them out in the Tuamotu islands and brings them back to Tahiti and finishes you know finishes back there and hit the islands all along the The flexibility to yeah to make make it what you want yeah 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 and do you going back and forth so often to there and obviously it's a region you love do you get time to travel elsewhere or do you find you usually focus on French Polynesia or is there anywhere you can share with our listeners for other locations that you absolutely love and recommend? Yeah. You know, I've traveled a lot. I've been to over 70 countries around nice. the world. Okay. So, Just yeah, a few. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> you know, twice in my life I've taken a year off to travel. So that's really, uh, that's Amazing. really helped. It's been two of the best, two of the best years of my life as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there's so many great places, you know, so, so I mean, right now, primarily, I mean, I, I always travel other places, I mean, aside from our COVID times here. So my next, you know, I have to get back down to Tahiti again, it will probably be my first, you know, big vacation. But I mean, other places, I love all of the South Pacific, you know, I love the Cook Islands and Fiji and Samoa, you know, this, the South Pacific, I find has such a different feel than say the Caribbean, which is at our doorstep, Caribbean, Mexico, Bahamas that we go to all the time. I find the South Pacific is more, more remote and more culturally interesting mm-hmm. because it's, you know, it doesn't have as the mass tourism as much. So I really like the South Pacific. Yeah. And, uh, and my other destination that I love, which is not good for yacht travel, but <laughs> is, is Africa. <laughs> you know, Lovely. To, do those safaris, to do the safaris in Africa and to see the, you know, the gorillas in Uganda and, and to, to be in the Serengeti with the lions and to watch them, you know, the real survival of the fittest. It's, it's still so, you know, largely untouched out there as well. I think it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's nice to have a bit of a mix, you know, like we, like you said, living in Canada. So obviously in the winter, we want somewhere really warm. <laughs> when I lived in the UK, I wanted to go skiing and like all these things, <laughs> they change, right? And I've yeah. done like a couple safaris as well. And 
it's unlike anything else. Like, I think you just, it's like a buffet. You want to have a little bit of everything and yeah. not limit yourself. You know, it's not just yacht vacations. It's not just resorts or villas and things like that. So, um, yeah, that's fantastic. I guess. Yeah. Well, people will have to give you a follow anyway after this, because they're going to want to know all the expert advice on Tahiti, um, but yeah, also some yeah. of your other travels. Yeah. Do you have that date booked now that we're getting into like second doses in Canada for the vaccines and things like that? Do you know when you're going to be able to get over there? Um, I don't know when I'm going back. I hope to make it back in the fall at some point in time. I mean, now it's 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 gone from one extreme to the other. When I went down in November, I was there for almost a month and it was perfect time because work was, was pretty dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all the refunds were done, all of the, all the cancellations, the rebookings, the insurance claims, I've done all that horrible stuff for people. Yeah. And, uh, and people weren't really in the rebooking mode yet because the confidence wasn't there as of when we would come out of it. But now, wow, the last few weeks is crazy. It is so busy right now. It, it, it's, will be tougher for me to find the time to get away because I have so many inquiries coming in and it's uh and it's interesting because Tahiti is usually a destination that people book well in advance because it is such a bucket list right. place but because of the uncertainty for the first time you know if people wanted to go in in August of this year there's still space in Bora Bora. Like things are really starting to get booked up now. But previous years, if you had have called me in June to say you wanted to go this August, I'd just you no know, laugh. Like there's no right. chance, right? Because there's it, it sells out. But this year it's a whole different, uh, you know, different game. So I'm booking, you know, lots for 2021, but it's also, you know, tons for 2022. Yeah. You know, it's, you know people are really getting that planning ahead and, you know, that, that, like the, they coin it revenge travel, you know, right. you haven't been allowed to travel for so long. So it's like, I'm doing it and I'm going all out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. No one's spending money. Everyone's at home. Like it's that whole pent up energy yeah. and desire. So yeah. Forget waiting for a special occasion. This is the special occasion. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and the yachts are really such a great thing for this time of year too, because people want to go with the family and friends that they've been missing. Yeah. So, you know, to get a, you know, a small group together to do the yachts like that is just like, I really think it's an amazing way to do the islands of Tahiti because you can just, yeah, like I say, see and do so much. But also when you, when you stop in these little bays, you, you feel like you've got the whole place to yourself, which is, you know, so magical as well. Yeah. And it's, I think that's, and you kind of touched on it before too, what people are going to be, really placing an emphasis on it's like, okay, I want private, I want small, I want cleanliness, I want less touch points and things like that. So yachting or something like smaller resorts or bungalows, things like that. It'll be so interesting in this next year to see how it really changes from say two years ago and, and who was traveling there too, right? It, Cause it'll always be busy. I'm sure, like you say, Tahiti will always be booked up. Um, yeah. But is it the traveler who has changed as well? because they want something different now or something, a bigger trip than they normally take or whatever the case may be. I think it'll be really interesting to see how these trends kind of have a knock-on effect in the next few years. Well, you know, it's interesting because we're definitely seeing it like already with travelers that, you know, especially the, for American travelers don't get as much time off as Canadian. My Canadian clients always go for longer and a lot mm -hmm. of Americans often go for a seven night, you know, a seven night trip because that's their sort of time off. Right. Um, but like when you talk about like the cruising side of it, Paul Gauguin cruises, 
they have they if I look at their itineraries, anything that is two weeks, ten nights, twelve nights, those ones are selling like crazy, way more than the seven nights and uh-huh. way more than they usually would. And they actually ended up combining some of their seven nights to make a few extra longer itineraries a while back because of the fact that that's what people are looking for is a longer vacation. Okay. You know? That's good. I think so, the balance is good that we're coming back yeah. to that. Yeah. 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 And so, do you so. have I'm sure this is going to be a really loaded question because you have so much knowledge on the area, but do you have any like <laughs> tips if someone was just going to start out and say like, other than calling you <laughs> for advice <laughs> on booking travel in Tahiti, like, is there any things that you see people do wrong maybe when they're booking a trip there? Or like you just said, you know, maybe not taking enough time to really immerse in the culture and the experience or you know, if you could only just give them a couple tips, okay, if you're going to go book in this region, this is what you should know. Do you have anything that you could share off the top of your head or is it yeah, way too loaded? No, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> How long do we have? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think sadly I see a lot of trips that I feel are, you know, are, are bad or poorly planned. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of it comes down to the order in, the, in that you do the islands. Um, you know, I also feel that it's really important to, you know, mix up your style of accommodations. Like I say, don't go down and only do the yacht because you're going to see all of these overwater bungalows and wonder what it's like to stay in one, right? So so you really want to have a mix of experiences. So some, some people will say they want to do an overwater bungalow everywhere. I'm like, well, why not do a beach bungalow? Or we've got these beautiful garden bungalows or beach villas with private pools. Like there's lots of different accommodations so you can mix it up. Mm-hmm. So, that's one thing, like it's a variety of the islands, not just going to one island, like to go to Bora Bora for two weeks to me is a crime because you're missing out on so many of the other things that you could see and do in the islands and, and have the different experiences. But it's also the tours and the excursions and the activities. I mean, the islands are filled with entrepreneurial Polynesians that run their different activities and tours. And it's such an opportunity to get out and learn a little bit of the culture, to see more of the islands, you know, to meet the people. It's a shame when I hear people going down and it's like, oh, our overwater bungalow is so beautiful, we didn't leave. Mm. And it's like a resort. I mean, overwater bungalow and it's great, (laughs) but it's just a resort experience that you're having. You're not having any kind of cultural experience. So why not at least get out and do a few tours and, you know, see a bit more and, and get to learn a bit more about the people and the culture. Mm-hmm. And it's nice when it's going right back into the locals. Like you say, it's like entrepreneurial Polynesians who live there and are getting the money. It's not like a mass resort company, yeah. you know, all over the world or something. And it's going to one big bank account. So it's, it makes you almost want to get out there even more and really get in touch with it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's one of the things I try to do too, is that a lot of the tours that I try to use with my clients are Truly the, you know, the local Polynesians. I mean, it's not in every case because different people have different tours, but mm-hmm. like, I've got a great food tour in Morea, you know, and it's a, it's a young guy that's born and raised in Morea. You know, he left and trained as a chef and now he's back in the islands, you know, and does this fantastic food tour. But it's really nice to support somebody like that because he's born and raised in Morea and now doing lots to try to support the, you know, the local economy there. So it's, um, yeah, it's nice to give back that way. Yeah, that's great. And again, that's like you say, something that really helps when you have a specialist helping you plan these kinds of trips because there's, you know, Expedia, whatever it is, you know, it only goes so far. Mm -hmm. We see the same thing with people trying to book their own trips and, you know, 
like so many things in life, if there's an expert out there, it's usually just better in the long run. Go get in touch and then let the trip come together. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's so different than you're not just going to, like I say, Las Vegas, where you're going to gamble and have some good dinners and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's a, it's a big trip and it's a, it's a real experience. So you want to have the best, you know, the best experience. So if yeah. I spend all day, every day planning it, chances are I'm going to have a bit more insight yeah. than, than somebody that's just, you know, booking something on Expedia, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Especially now, I think you're going to see a big boom because there's so many rules and regulations now. And, you know, you kind of don't want to do things on your own because what if you got the, uh, you know, like paperwork wrong? And I think you actually posted something not long ago. It was like a testimonial because somebody was flying there and that like they met someone at the gate that didn't have all the paperwork in order or something yeah. and like totally couldn't get on their flight. And I just thought <gasps> there were four people that were denied boarding on that on that oh, flight. And no. it's happening. Uh, there is a lot of paperwork and it's not that any of it's hard, but if you miss something or you get the wrong the wrong COVID test done, yeah, they'll deny you. the airline has no choice. It's not their rules, right? They they have to deny boarding and and sadly, sadly, since the, the country reopened again, they, they have had a lot of people that were denied boarding because they didn't have the right paperwork done. So it's, yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. not just, you know, that's not just Tahiti. That's worldwide these days, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. And it's just keeping, and it changes so quickly. Like, you know, before it was just, okay, you got a test or something. And now it's certain places have COVID hotels and you have to get the test from a specific place now. And it can't just be this and that. And it, it'll be nice when it does start to... <laughs> really open up and we might not have yeah. these situations anymore. But yeah, I just saw that note that you posted and I thought, Ooh, okay, this is really why it yeah. pays to have people in your corner and, and advising you, I suppose. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. And mm. uh, this is a little bit of a cheeky one. Cause it sounds like you're already doing exactly what you'd be doing, but if you weren't <laughs> uh, in this current role, like, did you ever think you would do something else? You have a business degree. Did you have other plans or, yeah, I don't think I'll ever change, you know, with this with this role. I am, uh, you know, I'm self-employed and independent, which I love. I couldn't imagine having a boss again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, it's, you know, it's so nice having that. Um, you know, I guess one day right now, I, I, I mean, I really specialize in Tahiti. And that's what I know best. But I have my regular clients that I that I do th- other things for around the world. And, you know, one day I might scale it back and you know, only do Tahiti or only do like, you know, really specific customized Tahiti trips or something, perhaps. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, I, but I do. I really I really do enjoy what I'm doing. It's a you know, I've got a passion to travel and it's, it's something happy, you know. Yeah, you know, like, definitely. Like like you working in the yacht side. I mean, what could be, you know, more exciting than going on a yachting vacation? right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, it is nice when it all aligns. It's just funny. You know, sometimes we get people on here and they're like, oh, before this, I was actually in and it's like a totally different career you never would have <laughs> imagined yeah. they would be in. And you think, oh, OK, cool. You know, you can have lots yeah. of hats and things like that. But uh no, I agree. If you can take a month and work remotely from Tahiti, hey, that, I'm close to <laughs> yeah. following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a really good score. I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did that <laughs> back yeah. in November when it wasn't busy. <laughs> well, because you know, in November too, we probably didn't think we'd still be here by the, this summer, right? So I'm sure part of you was like, "Should I go? Should I wait?" And then I, if you didn't you know. take it, yeah, you would have been like you say, you guys were locked down for so long. So it was probably a nice I little. Think- I think with most of the travel consultants in the industry, if anybody had have known from day one when all the world shut down that it would have taken this long, yeah, 
I think 50, 60% of the people would be gone because it has not, <laughs> no. you know, like a lot of industries, it's not been easy. Right. So, no. so I think that was a little bit of a saving grace where you always thought, Oh, surely in another three months, yeah. things will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, yeah, darn then, Canadian know, positivity. Later, we're still like worse than we were that back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't, I think so many people actually, somebody reshared not long ago. Um, what was the thing? It was like, uh, we're going to do a two week lockdown to flatten the curve. Wasn't that the big marketing thing like last March? And everyone said like, Oh, what are you going to wear to the two week anniversary? Like (laughs) a year later. (laughs) So um, anyway, yeah, I totally agree. I think it probably actually saved a lot of us because I think if people knew, like you say, it would have been, been, it would have been too hard to deal with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Maybe that's why life works out the way it does. But um, yeah. Yeah, but I truly this time, this time I really think there's light in the end of the I agree. The vaccines are flying. Everyone's getting vaccinated, and I don't care if I need a vaccine passport. I will do whatever it takes to get on a plane. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, you know, and you need it for uh, countries like you said. You know, Africa. You need certain yellow fever. You need certain proof of jabs for different things. So I think it's yeah. just going to be a standard. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think. Travels, travels, really opening up in that direction too. Where you need to be—I mean, Tahiti did like you know—if you don't want to quarantine, then you got to be vaccinated, right? So I had a lot of clients that weren't going to get vaccinated that they changed their minds and they got vaccinated because they wanted to go to Tahiti. So it's um, and not be you know, quarantined. I think it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, sure. I think it's. I think it's. I think kind of travel in a, in a way helps promote the responsibility of, of people and responsible actions because also when you have to get that negative code like even before the vaccines were going like when i went in november mm-hmm. you know there were no vaccines yet then but you had to get that negative covid test three days before you left and you, you know like i didn't want to see anybody for like two weeks yeah. before. <laughs> so i'm about to go to Tahiti for a month like don't. do not <laughs> mess that up <laughs> right so you have to get that negative test so i think it helps people be a little more responsible as well like be a get in getting the vaccine when they weren't going to get the vaccine or whether they you know just the way they they, they react because they have to get tests now before coming and going from pretty much every country in the world once yeah you know that is so true yeah and you kind of realize test. too we're all stuck on this so plane flying through the sky you know like I don't want to be the person responsible for getting people sick and then maybe that'll have the knock-on effect of in general you know just being a little bit more wise to these things when we travel and respectful of each other yeah which I think travel in general is is, that's one of the benefits of travel that always makes people wiser because it opens your eyes to the rest of the world to other cultures to other you know religions whatever it is and you know and, and COVID's kind of just another one of those things because it was interesting going down to Tahiti to see like Canada handles it in one way, but other countries, you know, and even in the U.S., different states handle it very differently, mm-hmm. you know, than other states. And, you know, in Tahiti, the locals were pretty laid back when I was down there about it all. Like the vaccines are going now and their their cases are fantastic. They're so, so low, you yeah. know, but uh, but it's a uh, yeah, it's, it's not a, a it wasn't as stressed uh, they weren't as stressed about it as much as what you know in canada where every single day we're looking at the numbers oh ontario yeah. had this many cases <laughs> the news was a constant yeah yeah we yeah. need more of their yeah. style maybe <laughs> I think that's... yes exactly exactly there's no such word for stress in tahitian so it's oh a... wow okay <laughs> well, that's nice. good to know yeah that tells you enough right there <laughs> exactly well yeah mm-hmm. before we let you go though let us know where to find you your website your social media you're pretty active 
everyone there sharing things with trips and things like that. So please let us know. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty much, uh, my website's tahitibycarl.com and, uh, pretty much all the handles, YouTube quite active. I usually do a, a live broadcast every Thursday. So that's youtube.com slash tahitibycarl. Same for Instagram, same Facebook. Um, it, or sorry, Instagram is different. Instagram is at motu.ca. And which if I could figure out how Instagram would let me change that, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but everything else is TED by Carl. So, uh, easy to remember so, yeah. and find you. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, thank you so yeah. much for your time, Carl. I really appreciate it. And I yeah. can't wait to follow your journey and live through you. I'm expecting a baby in a few weeks, so I won't be traveling for a bit, but I'm going to be like living vicariously through everyone else. Well, and then when you're, and then when you're ready, the Polynesians love children. You oh, I can't wait. And couples, they love kids. So. <laughs> Is it the people who went for their honeymoon then return or something? I feel like there's a trend here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank well, thanks you so, so much. much for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you and uh, good luck with the, good luck with your baby. And Thank you. Yeah. And we'll keep in touch for sure. Okay. Excellent. Thanks for tuning in to see the world differently. Until next time, keep daydreaming.